You're listening to the one of us.net podcast network. So I did have to share this. I just saw this movie coming out of the theater, but one of the fans posted in response to us seeing Venom. It's like, don't believe the propaganda. And I thought that was Chris, when you're seeing a movie about a little monster, it's very important we take them into tow. Yeah? Although, uh, uh, in that regard, I saw that comment at the same time, the, the actual fake review that got posted. But then I saw the exact same review get posted somewhere else. But just replace the word venom where the star is born. Uh, <laughs> it was the exact 180, but with the same verbiage, to where I didn't know what was real anymore. Well, I saw both, and my opinions are completely flipped, to be honest. Yeah. So, so like, now you're like, I thought I liked a star is born, but now it's. No, seen I thought I would hate a star is born and actually liked it, but. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Um, uh, well, there's nothing you can do. It's no, I know. about the movie Venom, which is what you can do. Uh, I'm you Chris, got about it? I was not gone. I'm, I'm, I'm Matt, Frank, <laughs> JC. I'm just Frank. He's Frank. There's no Matt about me. No. I'm just Frank, Frank Matthews. <laughs> I, I'm Ben. Uh, if it's too bad your last name isn't Matt, because we could give the two of you guys a show called Matt Men. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Wouldn't that be a series? Uh, be a series. I'm so, Aaron. Uh, I'm Jen, Mayhem's Muse. Yeah. Uh, uh, who also is known from Gigantacast here. At one Yay! <laughs> I yell Go about Team Mothra! Yeah, Team Mothra, I yell about Godzilla stuff at her. Um, <laughs> and, and all. Yeah, you do that with most of us. That yeah, that's true. Yeah. But Venom is probably for uh, superhero fans and fans of superhero movies. Far from the most anticipated superhero film to come down the line. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Tom Hardy is life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was, but I, I, I was just so excited. I was excited like a turd in the wind. That <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Um, I know. I got it. That's our one. Okay, that's all you get. That's our one. You get one turn yeah. in the wind. We get one turn in the wind. Nobody else. Until gets the next gigantic cast. But people have been dragging yes. this thing for months, all the way back to uh, the. And I'm forgetting the name of the movie again that we were talking about earlier. The sci-fi movie. That came out earlier this year. Huh? No, the one that no, upgrade. Everyone, upgrade. 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 Everyone's comparing. Oh the, yeah, because he looks like Tom Hardy. The plot looked the kind of Venomish, it's, and everyone's like, "Now we've already seen this. Why do we need to watch Venom?" So there's a it's voice in my head. I cannot remember. Upgrade to save my life. In which a Tom Hardy, you know, look like whether it's Tom Hardy or Logan Marshall Green, having a fight, <laughs> where his his body is being controlled by a voice in his head. <laughs> yeah. The exact same. It's crazy how how that is. And, it, you know, other than that, that that is there certainly, but like I don't think they're really all that similar. Other than no, that. no. I mean, <laughs> the ending to Life, which was written by the same people, and everyone joked that that was a setup to the Venom movie, minus the fact that like there they crash land in the water. It kind of works, actually. <laughs> I mean, you just hastily re-edit the end of the movie and yeah. plug in the beginning of the. I I don't know. All I'm saying is that Venom is fundamentally the same movie as Rampage. 
because it's an experiment with weird monster shit in space that then crashes on the Earth, and then a stunt casting main character gets wrapped up in it, where he forms a relationship with a uh, benevolent uh, monster force to fight the evil monster force that's slightly larger than the benevolent monster force. Wow. How, how often in your career have you had to use the word benevolent monster force? 947 times. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. He actually uh, has it on a poster. On <laughs> yeah. Wall. It's his only tattoo. It's yeah, I was about to say. It's out of his wrist, so he's like, what should I do with the benevolent monster force? <laughs> Uh, Sorry, about that. Yeah, it's <laughs> Tom Hardy plays uh, Venom, which is to say Eddie Brock, who is a newspaper. Well, not a newspaper guy. He's a, he's got a television. He's got a YouTube show. show. Yeah, yeah he's or in, whatever. In, was it YouTube? It was on TV. Yeah. Whatever. He's the worst investigative reporter, like. San Francisco's ever it's seen. It's really hard to buy him as a San Francisco investigator. He's kind of like a Mike Drudge. Isn't I could see him in New York, maybe because he, he's, he's a, the new Vin New Diesel in Triple X. Yeah. Really though, uh, motorcycle he's riding. He's just like a terrible asshole who doesn't yeah. have like any self awareness for the first like forty minutes. Uh, of this I kind of like that. He starts out like an yeah, asshole, which is kind of cool. <laughs> um, but Michelle Williams plays his fiance she in a really a, bad wig. Uh, in a bad wig, yeah. she, she's a district attorney. Um, but you know, it's, talk about it's, the it's all cute and whatever. But then he, because he's desperate to go after this guy Carlton Drake slash Elon Musk, like, yeah. what the fuck is that? Who's like this? Guy Elon Musk isn't threatening enough to our conservative audience. We have to make him ethnic. Well, they're like, oh, they're like oh, God. I'm sorry. That's the first fucking thing I thought of. Oh, no. But he's got all this money from like that built his empire. It sounds like from pharmaceuticals, and it looks like maybe there was some questionable tactics with the pharmaceutical testings and stuff and Kinda. he finds out more by breaking into his girlfriend's computer and reading an email uh, because that there's lawsuits against him that people have died he uses that information uh, which is obviously like immoral to say the least yeah. to, to yeah. try and do that <laughs> and, and it, with the interview with the guy consequently he loses his job he loses his girlfriend, he loses his apartment, he loses his cat, which is the only really sad thing. Yeah. <laughs> At what point oh, did I he forgot th- about the cat, yeah. At what point did he think this was going to work? That he was going to ambush this guy in a pre-recorded <laughs> segment that... Yeah, and he drops detailed information from this confidential email that was yeah. sent out. Actually, so... It- Ben was commenting that the first act was kind of, like, atrocious, and yeah, no shit. well, I, God, I didn't so have bad. the same problems that he did. It's, everything's in shorthand. It's like, hey, he reads an email for two seconds, and before we can really process what's going on, it's at the interview. And then, the moment the interview is over, he's already lost his job, and he's just been dumped. And, like, I kept going... I want like four minutes just to watch this land. Yeah, just, that's that's like the real big problem, stu- stumbling block for me for this one. It's like this movie is so badly edited. If there's ever a victim of yes. bad editing, it's this movie. Hey, I mean, we have priorities, okay? We needed room for the thirty minute chase scene. <laughs> Let's be I real. I honestly yeah. feel like the editing, writing, and directing all kind of came together where it's like, <laughs> hey, we don't, we none of us have any idea what we're doing. Let's all just do our own thing and see if it works out. Let me continue with the plot. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. So, uh, of this movie. Wait, there was plot? <laughs> well, yeah. Of a type, Carlton Drake uh, has gotten sim- symbiotes, which, funny enough... Yeah, I know, that bugs they ADR'd it so much. ADR'd yeah. and mixed it so no one's saying symbiote. Yeah. They cut away yeah. mid Not mid-word. once in the entire movie, I checked. Yes, like, I paid very close time. attention for that. Um, but... <laughs> 
so he's experimenting with them in his lab by basically taking homeless people and seeing what happens when he lets uh, the symbiotes uh, <laughs> bond with them. Uh, unlike the comic books, who, where they can pretty much bond with whoever they want, right. here you have to you have to have midichlorians or something. Else. <laughs> yeah. They never clarify what makes certain people special. I, right. It's just it's like being driven compatible. They in quotes <laughs> match. I was yeah, getting yeah, a yeah, feeling though, like and, and this something. is maybe giving the writing more credit than it's due, which actually probably is that it was they were using really weak hosts and they couldn't you know they couldn't support because they said it was like eating their organs and they clear they said at a point they were feeding it nutrient rich like saline which clearly we see they need to eat meat right. and preferably they living meat and so so i i mean again probably giving the writers more credit than they're due on that but they do kind of touch on it's like well yeah you're giving it malnourished homeless people and you're feeding them basically you know silk energy drink or the fuck that right. is that's yeah. not going to work out that's science man you got to yeah. fail upwards um, <laughs> they were starting out with bunnies okay i mean yeah, come on kind of the bunny did fine though because it's healthy as a fucking bunny <laughs> i didn't have it Reference or we know in the beginning <laughs> that there's they, they have three of these things that they captured, but there's a fourth one that broke loose, and we're kind of also following the fourth one as it's jumping from person to person, trying to get back to the labs what, in California. Like, which would have been a cool movie. I was, I was actually getting flashbacks yeah. to uh, uh, that Constantine movie with Keanu Reeves, where the person gets the Lance of Longinus and then... Uh, runs across the continent right. in order to get to, what was it, New York, L.A.? It doesn't matter. But, um, but <laughs> JC's like, it would have been better if there was a scene where it was going, <laughs> I like that oh it took God, it yeah. six months to figure out to get to an airport. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's new here. It's yeah, it's uh, San Francisco street. And yet, Venom, the second it leaves the facility, it's been trapped in only, you know, merging with homeless people. It's like, I know everything about San Francisco. Well, yeah, okay, but you know, I mean, you're, maybe you're looking a little too deep into things. I, I no, I, yeah. can read its its host's mind. So, oh, sure, you know, I, I will say he, he has a point though. Like, I will admit that I actually really enjoyed this movie for the most part. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I had a good time. But I have to I'm say not the that only one. Oh. There's this pebble of stupid that begins like maybe in the first 15 minutes when there's this little girl who. <laughs> Makes a comment about asking a question, and then that little pebble just kind of rolls down the hill and gets a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. And then there's suicide drones, and it gets a little bigger and it gets a little bigger <laughs> until the third act. When like, just don't think about it because if you really actually sit back, none of this shit makes sense. It's just really stupid. The upshot is Tom Hardy ends up getting the Venom symbiote, which apparently is uh, which I thought was the funnier lines, and it's like. Yeah, in my world, I'm a loser. Yeah. <laughs> just like you. Yeah. Here, um, we belong together. It's like a Drax line. It's like, you are a loser. You must accept this. <laughs> um, like, they're I, the, are the high point of the movie. Mm. Watching their interplay, hearing his voice, him talking back and forth. Because I think Tom Hardy is honestly he, really good in He this. committed think, yeah, really yeah. hard. Yeah. And I, it I shows and it works. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen people say they, they don't like his voice. They must not have ever heard him actually talk in his real voice. Right. Well, they didn't like the accent that he had that you seemed to have in the trailers, yeah. at least. I didn't pick up on Which, it really. I didn't, yeah, I didn't pick up on his voice. At all, he's got an unusually high pitched voice for being such like a, not a big strong because he's not very tall, but like a strong dude. But <laughs> I just I felt like though that whatever affect he was going for was I what did I say in the car? It was uh oh I could hear him sweating because he's just a sweaty gross mess the whole movie and. 
He's like, like he's looking like a, a man on the verge of throwing up, which I get that that's part of the yeah the whole point. second act. He pretty but, much is. Yeah. but he's like that already. Like at the beginning of the movie, but he's, he's kind of sweaty and but gross. But he's supposed to be a cool guy to begin with. Anyway, he's kind of a jerk, which I kind of actually really like. I mean, that's kind he, of a, he's yeah. a loser. The, the, yeah, the point is like he's having trouble realizing that he's toxic. He doesn't get it. He thinks he's the best. Yeah, yeah. And that's character. kind of a thing when <laughs> they go around where it's part of him, like eventually figuring out, dude, you are not the victim. Here. You yeah, the yeah, asshole, yeah. which is funny that his suit has to be his therapist. Yeah, to tell that's him the that. thing. Like, is the never really realize it. Like even the apology scene in the right. car, where the dude's like, "You should really apologize to her because you're probably dying in two seconds." There's He's like, "Yeah, I apologize for anything that I may yeah. possibly." <laughs> Have ever done to you? Like, not really (laughs) sure about it? Like, bro, come on. You're not getting on the Supreme Court, Tom Hardy. I'm sorry. I don't know. At that point, he might as well. Um, All he did was bite off some heads. We've had worse candidates. They try to balance it out with things like, hey, he's going to homeless people, and he knows the names of everyone in his neighborhood. And you're like, okay, we get it. At his core, he wants to be a good guy. He's just not really good at being a good guy. He's not good at relationships. Which, for better or worse, is actually... He's a nice yeah. dick. It's very tough. There you actually go. Very That's much perfect. Eddie Brock in the comments. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, I, what I want movies to stop doing is to stop um, having our down and out characters who had to move into a, a shitty situation after they got kicked out of a better situation move into these giant uh. studio apartments that are somewhere in Chinatown? Are you kidding <laughs> oh, no. me? The fact that he could afford any apartment in San Francisco yeah, without yeah. a job for six months. Right. Yeah, well, that's just, that was what I was wondering. It's like, what, where, I don't, it doesn't and, and like, yeah. trust fund well babies. In, well into not having a job for while giving $20 bills to, to homeless people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But, but, I mean, what is continuity anyway? <laughs> Which is another big issue. This movie is continuity. It's yeah, because like yeah. this movie has much bigger problems than than these things we're mentioning. I mean, it's easy to go into this movie and tear apart all the little problems like that that are there. Well, most of them are going <laughs> to slide right by you, and you're not going to think about it. I think this movie's biggest flaw, and that's aside from the really one dimensional stupid villain that is not only arguably a little racist, but uh, <laughs> but is, hits my least favorite villain trope ever evil scientist guy who who is like, oh, but I'm doing it because science is important. But, but, but I didn't mean with science. Uh, see, I had a problem with it, too, because like, I was telling Ben, he's not evil enough to be like legitimately a villain, an evil, sadistic bastard. But he's also not nice enough for me to buy him as someone who thinks he's doing good, but is misguided. So he sits in this nebulous He's so blank, range, isn't he? boring yeah. as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which, in Riz Ahmed, is not a bad actor. No, not at all. But... What was that HBO show? The, the Night Of? The Night Of. The Night oh Of. Oh, my God. Uh, he, oh. you know, he was in Star Wars. Uh, Nightcrawler. Oh, my God. He was so good in Nightcrawler. He's quite great. Rogue One. Does anyone really come out of this movie great except Tom Hardy? Because no. even Michelle Williams... Who she basically is given nothing to do till the last third, and even then, it's super forced. Has she yeah. ever done anything really noteworthy though? Ever? Indie, more indie, indie stuff. stuff. Yeah. She's, been, she's been really good. In a okay, lot. I must not have just caught those ones. Though. Jen, which most people <laughs> cool. didn't. So tell us about the wig. It was really bad. Yeah, just a really, really bad, bad wig. That I did not know was a wig at all the entire movie. <laughs> I mean, she's blonde. She's blonde. She's always blonde. Either, but I never noticed. Like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't notice. But I just thought it was funny because they also was, ca- and after she mentioned it, I couldn't stop noticing it. <laughs> uh, Tom Hardy had said that there was like forty minutes cut out of this movie, and it feels like it was all cut out of the third act. Quite frankly, because there's a <laughs> yeah, whole it was cut thing throughout between him and Michelle Williams, where I was like, I feel like we're missing a lot. That yeah. 
and in between the last oh, times they that. talk to each other. This I really want that two, footage. This movie was almost two hours long, and it felt like only like forty five minutes for me. Yeah, uh, it really like moved actually, except though. for the chase scene. Um, <laughs> that was just on. I can also say Jenny Slate was just like, "Why are you?" Here and also, I didn't fully understand her character because when they come up to the interview segment before the interview, it's like she's like his assistant's like, "Aren't you the head scientist? Why are you telling him he has an interview in five minutes?" I mean, she's a a great uh, comedic actress, sure, who is given nothing funny to do in a movie that actually does have some pretty funny parts in it. This movie rests firmly on Tom Hardy's shoulders, and unfortunately, on the CG department, who clearly were not done here. This the CG just never quite works. I mean, when it's actually Venom just talking and they do a close-up, it doesn't look bad. But, my God, the final fight is two symbiotes fighting it's each other. It's horrible. And I'm sorry. I, it just looked like a big blobby mess on screen. The biggest issue is they're the same out. color, pretty much, yeah, and yeah. the same design. Like, Shiny say what you want to about Marvel making too many symbiotes in their comics. They at least look different. Hire one person with some creativity to design the second symbiote in your fucking movie. How about that, make them... Blue or yellow or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> that fight, I was getting reminded of the, the the Incredible Hulk versus like the Abomination. I was about to say, yes. I was about yeah. to make that connection. Yeah. Absolutely. Although I will say though that up until that, I did not have an issue with the CG. I, I didn't think it was, it was horrible. Yeah, yeah I, I thought, thought it was, it was really decent. on point. Yeah, up until it became a symbiote against symbiote scene, and then it was just just I, I bad. It was iffy, if passable before that, but that's where you were like, okay, this needed. Well, and it, it it relied heavily on the drunken cameraman. Yeah, <laughs> and I've just yeah. never gotten down on that kind of cinematography. It just it wastes everything you're doing with it, and is kind of nauseating just to watch. So it's you can't do good on the CG because you're rushing it through post production. So you're going to rely on the shaky camera to kind of gloss it all over, so you don't notice those flaws. And I hate seeing them rush <laughs> through post production on CG. Uh, if you're not yeah, going to commit yeah. to it, don't do it. I agree. Yeah, um, but you said guys that you didn't like the car chase though. I actually really enjoyed. Yeah, I like the car chase that I thought were fun because you know it was a mostly practical car chase, but it just kept it just doggedly refused to end. For and thirty then minutes, the exploding drones came in, and I'm like, "What is happening?" That jumped the shark for me. Yeah, heavily. Really, man. I thoroughly enjoyed the the car chase. I will admit that the the suicide drones were. One of those points that was just so stupid. The, the suicide drones yeah, that explode fire. into blue but, yeah, fire but, for some reason. Once yeah, you remove the suicide some color in this movie, I actually I liked the way they shot it. I thought it was interesting. It, it was one of the moments where they really went, "How would Venom's powers work? Well, yeah, and, and I, let's apply it to this instead of just making a giant." CG creature, like he uses powers creatively. That's, that's what really I liked about it was that it was the chance for them to go and for Tom Hardy's character to see what can this thing actually do, mm. and like they have lots of neat little tricks that it does yeah. during that sequence. I was like, okay, that's cool. It starts to give us the range of cap- capabilities of the suit, and I was like, that's they they managed to make an action scene actually serve a purpose in the story. Uh, so, I think yeah. the problem with it is that the first half of it is all suicide drone and is terrible. And then they run out of drones because they've all committed suicide. <laughs> and then it gets really interesting and good. I think, yeah, I, actually, actually, it's a really good point. I think that had they just used the drone, uh, had they when they used the drone to like find him, and then I, I was like, oh, that makes sense. This makes sense. They would probably be using drones to be scouring the city sure. for him. But when the drone went near, yeah, and then I'm like, what? Um, and then after that point, you know, yeah, I, I could actually see that if I, I I'm kind of replaying it in my head. If you could just cut all the exploding drone stuff out and you've got this really solid 
cool motorcycle chase scene with all these cars flipping and flying everywhere. For that's real, cool. too. Like, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah like, mm-hmm. the coverage, I mean, the honestly, awesome. the movie, once you really start having Venom talking to Eddie in his head, is kind of, the movie kind of takes a turn where it's like, oh, you're actually having fun with this now and have written things that it's actually work. Legitimately fun. Yeah, and then, yeah. like, even that, uh, that first fight scene in Eddie's apartment, it's like, this is actually working where it kind of felt like somebody came in here and actually blocked out this scene for once in this movie. Like, it felt like the characters actually had, you know, dynamic moves to do here. It's not the most brilliant fight scene you'll see this year, but it, it works. And again, it does accentuate kind of what Venom's powers are it's and can use them well. That upgrade thing where it's like this thing has control of his body and he's like jerking around like a, like a rag dog. Like, whoa, what the hell's going on? Yeah, he like he's putting his hands. up like, no, we're not doing this. This is a pussy move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what said, that interplay between the two of them is what kind of keeps this movie going more than anything else. Yeah. But let's go to final thoughts, Ben. Get us started. Sure. Uh, another thing I haven't touched on that just I want to mention is. I felt like the score, especially the way it was used, was terrible. Uh, I looked it up because I thought I saw his name, and this is really sad to me. It's actually done by uh, Ludwig Gorenson, who's actually a really good composer. Yeah, who he's done most of Charles Gambino's uh, music. Oh, he uh, did all the music for Communities, a really well-known name in the industry for especially TV music. But the score here, he like Black Panther, yeah, yeah, he Panther. is a he's actually a really good musician composer. But <laughs> Jen's got her face. Yes, pants. but this movie <laughs> is like it feels like they had him write a first draft song. Like you know, when you're editing a movie, you put in your filler song for what you kind of want, <laughs> and then they said, "Oh, we don't have time to pay you to write a new song. <laughs> write something very similar to this." And they have like things that sound like the Spider-Man theme, when still Venom's still like a gray area kind of bad guy, and it's like. Yeah, play the Spider-Man theme as he jumps up to bite off a guy's head. That's a really gray area thing. It's like, this doesn't fit. Completely agree. Completely agree. That mix with, as as, uh, we've talked about a few times, like the first 40 minutes before you get to any real Venom stuff or even him talking, it just feels like the script and the director had no idea what they're doing and the editor said, let me try to make this work and still doesn't hit it. So but see a scene where Michelle Williams goes, "Did you eat those people?" He goes, "Yes, honey, but they were all bad." <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! But no, I mean honestly, after you get Venom actually in action, it's actually pretty fun. It it moves. Some of the writing feels like it got better. It almost feels like maybe somebody came to punch those scenes up when they did all the ADR. Who the hell knows? Uh, the last fight scene was a crapshoot at best, but it does have moments even there that kind of work. But overall. Yeah, if you're gonna, if you wanted to see a popcorn movie, sure. I mean, I I would see this as like a matinee on a Saturday if you had nothing else going on. Bird, yeah, I, I give this uh, six and a half yappy little dogs out of ten. Oh, <laughs> so to start with a bat, throughout this entire movie, there are little moments getting bigger and bigger and bigger that are so stupid that they will pull you out of the movie. The villain is weak at best. That aside, though, I actually had a lot of fun with the movie. All the really shitty lines from the trailer really kind of work in the movie, I thought. Uh, like, those really odd conversational things that Venom does. Anytime that Tom Hardy and Venom are on screen together or having a scene where they're interacting, I was actually really into it. Tom Hardy knocks this thing out of the park. If your name isn't Tom Hardy, you really don't have anything to do in this movie, unfortunately. The women are kind of useless characters. Michelle Williams, who is a great actress, 
basically doesn't get to do anything besides be the unpleasant ex-girlfriend because they kind of skipped over all the scenes that justified why she's understandably pissed. Uh, but all in all, like, it's a worthy uh, worthy time at the movies. I would suggest people go see it. I would say uh, six and a half, and I'm going to fucking do it. Turns in the wind. Oh, uh, yeah. out of ten. That's our <laughs> yeah, other one. I, well, you had an agreement with Matt. I yes. had to do it because I was really cringing for that line, and it worked. It actually I does kind of work. In the scene, it does kind of work. In the wind. Oh, my turn. Okay. Um, sorry, I was, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. I was just really just reminiscing. Keeping you on your toes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know... I, I was looking forward to this movie since last year. I think I was one of the only people looking forward to this movie. And and I started looking forward to it the minute I heard the director say that that he was inspired by the other works of John Carpenter. Um, but, man, I think this movie just makes me sad. It makes me sad because it is so badly edited. I, mm. I really want to see what the original director's cut would have been. I would have, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure that everything that worked in this movie... Worked so much better had it not been hacked down to death. With the exception of keeping in the ADR to symbiote. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not even going to try to say that. I'll probably say it wrong, anyways. But, um, you know, what what is there is decent. I love the whole, like, Venom's tongue in cheek humor. I love that it. it's a buddy comedy. I love that it it is easier to think about this film as a horror film rather than a super uh, a comic book film. But at the same time, the PG 13 rating takes a lot of the edge away um yeah i enjoyed it but it just makes me sad because i know it could have been something better and um yeah i'll i'll i'll, I'll see it again but you know man i'm just sad sorry i'm just mm-hmm. really sad you need a hug? Only, yeah, it, it i, I kind of do need a hug I'm yeah. sad uh, someone throw me a cat i need a hug please but despite that i'm going to give this seven out of ten um just really bland villains. Sorry, Riz. <sighs> Jen, what about you? You know, I had a feeling before this, after I saw Tom Hardy's post about all of the footage that mm. hit the cutting room, I was afraid that it was going to be a Suicide Squad 2.0, and uh. my fears have been realized, <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. Um, <laughs> I, again, would just like to reiterate the fact that I really hate when people that want to make money have a hand in editing films. I just want filmmakers to be able to make films Mm. that are authentic to them and stop caring about if anybody's going to like it or not. Just make the film that is authentic to you because when you don't, it sucks and it makes me very sad. I need a cat hug. Um, In the editor's defense, there's a lot of director's cuts of films that are terrible compared We're not talking about That is true. Also, Chris, just letting people make their own film. We've seen Slice, so... Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Sony just it continues to make me really sad in general. Um, again, the, cine- the soundtrack to the movie just... No. Um, I am hoping that Venom 2 will be just a buddy cop movie between Venom and Tom Hardy because Tom Hardy was my favorite thing about this movie. I am continually not let down by his performances in anything. He, No matter what shit he is given in a film, he delivers, and that is fantastic for me. Um, I think I will give this movie... 4.5 shitty wigs <laughs> out of 10. Um, JC. Um, yeah, I agree with a, a lot of what Jen said. I think uh, 
I think it's kind of shitty that studios are, are afraid to to release an R-rated movie if they're not sure of how people will receive it. And I think like it's been proven, like Deadpool, Logan, like an R-rated comic book movie will work if you just let it. Um, but it, it seems clear that they didn't let that happen this time. There are problems with it, and I've, I've heard people complain about Tom Hardy's performance in it, but I just don't think he was given very much. The writing isn't very good, the directing isn't very good, and I think he does the best with what he's given and, and he's a really talented actor. So I think he, he knocks it out of the park. I really had fun with him. Um, to even echo that point, like how little Michelle Williams was used. She is a terrific actress. She's capable of so much more, but when you give her nothing, mm-hmm. she's going to give you nothing. Um, but yeah, that being said, I did have fun with, I mean, once, once Venom comes into the, once actually Venom actually comes into the picture, then I think it becomes a pretty fun movie, and it's 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 different from from what I know of the comics, which isn't a lot. Um, but you know, I do know a little bit of the comics, so it's it's different from what I know. But so in that sense, it was it wasn't quite what I was expecting. But I still had fun with with what I got, and I I'd, I'd I'd be up for a sequel. Um, I would give it uh, six and a half out of ten slimy eels. Uh, nice. Ugh, no. Gross. Um, well, uh, I mean, a lot of it's already been said, you know, it's, uh, oh boy. Uh, but I think what I will say is that I think my biggest, my personal biggest problem was that a lot of what this was, was just kind of a drag and drop uh, superhero setup formula movie. Like I, I, I was able to pick out what the plot was from the first or second trailer because it kind of was all telegraphed. And even in the in the moment to moment actions of the film, I was kind of like, "Here comes this beat. Here comes this beat. Here comes this beat." And that's that's fine to an extent. Uh, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that it'll, it'll make it automatically an unenjoyable film. I just didn't feel like there was quite enough in there to differentiate it aside from Tom Hardy and Venom because. Uh, I, I sort of liked that kind of weird madcap thing that was going on with the two of them because it felt like it was from a different movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that would kind of slid into this otherwise. If this was... I, you really could have... Probably could have made this about just about any other superhero concept uh, with the exception of there being the whole dual personality thing. I really didn't like when the head, like, snaked around to talk to him, like, uh, like those heads from the darkness. Well, I, don't like I, I, I didn't get, like it. I didn't like that. The show. CGI Although, for the head was bad. The, so the head from the darkness, though. It was. Yeah. I thought that and, immediately. Yeah. And th- why didn't it, why didn't, why did they do this? The funny thing to do would have it be actually his hand. Yeah, like, like, a a talk, like, like a stock yeah, puppet. That would have been funny. I did, I did like that better than whenever Topher, Gra- Topher Grace would like take the mask. The Venom yeah, that's right. better than that. Like, why do you yeah. keep doing that? I think. Yeah, it, 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 it did kind of bring it down three levels when he just did the hand thing because shit, that would have worked so much yeah. better. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like it's it's all that. Yeah. I know. Always listen. So I Hashtag think, hire Matt Frank. Yeah, yeah right. it would have turned into like a giant venom at some point. And boy, Marvel. I'm just Which saying. Actually, I've sounds cool. Got too. a yeah. seven point. I got a seven point plan on how to get Godzilla back into your continuity. Oh, God, I've got oh, some redesigns for Red Ronin. Did you I've just got, bring this back to Godzilla? I mean, you know what? No. <laughs> I should have expected. I did it. It was my fault. I brought that in. Godzilla is canon to to the Marvel. It is. It is. Godzilla is Uh, a canon Marvel character, especially if you follow Matt's seven point plan. Yes. Anyway, I'm Devil Dinosaur. Bring him back. Anyway. Oh my god. Anyway. Okay. So. 
bringing it back down, uh, I, like you guys kind of all hit the nail on the head. Ultimately, I was just kind of eh, about the movie. I was, I, it was dumb. I wasn't as as gr- gr- I at a couple moments though. I do have to give the movie a weird kind of uh, credit for. This has only happened maybe two or three times where I'll be watching a movie and I'll start laughing in that Jekyllian Hydean where I feel like I'm losing my mind because, oh my god, this just happened? That's happened uh, two other times I can think of. Uh, Man of Steel, when I thought that uh, my world was crumbling around me and I turned to look at my wife and she looked like she was going to kill me. Um, <laughs> and when I watched... Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, where I was like, oh my god, this is our pop culture now. This is just where we are. Um, and uh, and then, now in this movie, I was like, I almost threw up at one point, because Jesus. I was laughing so hard, I had to stop from hurting myself, because it was just so... I don't remember the scene. It was something... I think it was the Venom advice? No. Well, there's something stupider than that. Was it the romance advice scene? It might have... No, I feel like by that point I was on board with, like, I don't know, I don't care, kill my brain cells. Um, But anyway, long story short, uh, I'm going to give this... uh, Yeah, you know what? I'm probably going to go ahead and also give a four and a half out of ten little girls who don't get their their questions answered. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) He's a real villain that way. You think Marvel is your ally now? <laughs> An association. You merely adopted their B characters. They have all the A ones. <laughs> so, you really feel in control? Somebody had to do a Bane impression during yeah. this. Um, did they? They, 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 they did. Some reporter did, they? Well, Some reporter did that in the yeah. junket. <laughs> Some reporter said to to Hardy, said, hey, would you, would you rate my, my Bane impression? He's like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is, I mean, there's a lot of things I really genuinely enjoyed about this film, and all of them have to do with Tom Hardy. <laughs> Everything else is kind of a, an afterthought. Like I said, felt like there was the, the potential for a good Michelle Williams character here. There's teases of her being a more interesting character and having more to do with the plot, but clearly all of that was chopped out of this film, which is a shame, because I think that what they were starting to do with her when when she sort of... Which in the beginning of the third act was interesting. I was like, oh, this could be cool. I would like to see more of this and this, the way their relationship is changing play out. But no, we don't really get that. <laughs> we do get a lot of mush, m- messy CG, but there's points where the CG actually is kind of cool too. Mm. It's such a mixed bag of a film. I can't, I don't want to condemn it outright at all because there's more than enough stuff here that I say, yeah, definitely. This is fun. You should go see it. But there's also more than enough stuff you're like, Face palm, big time. What were you thinking? Yeah, oh my god! Yeah. So mixed review. Uh, I give this a six and a half out of ten bad Bane impressions that I did. Can, can <laughs> I just say this movie is one of the weirdest Stan Lee cameos for me? It's so awkward. Isn't yeah, it? what was that? Yeah. It was very he awkward. Made, yeah. He just breaks the fourth wall too. Like, and, right? That's why yeah, he knows he's in a movie. No, and even the characters like. Who the hell was that? <laughs> That's following the best ever Stanley cameo, which is in the new Spider-Man game, for the record. Oh, that is my no. favorite Stanley cameo. The one where you probably stood up and gave it an ovation? I started crying. I like no. the Ammon and the Wasp cameo, actually. That was a good one, too. Deadpool's yeah, one's pretty great, too. Yeah. But let oh, me... Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Go find one, then, Aaron. <laughs> Jeez, don't you have all the time and money? But Chris, you have one can I can steal you while see? you're away this weekend. <laughs> um, I did want to say, and this is spoiler territory, I uh, just want to talk about there is a post credit scene here, so if you don't want to hear two. this... Uh, well... The one I saw. You can talk There's about two? that. <laughs> but where it's like, oh, okay, here we go. Where they set up the whatever happens in the next movie, where it's uh, Tom Hardy going to invent, uh, to do his investigative reporting again, where he's got an interview with 
a little guy who's in prison named Cletus Cassidy. And you're like, <laughs> yawn. But I will say it made me laugh out loud because Cletus Cassidy is being played by none other than Woody Harrelson in the worst yeah. wig you have ever I, seen. I, I just He's, just he's say also this. channeling, uh, if you see Now You See Me Too, which I'm sure not a lot of people have. He's channeling his evil twin brother. Right. right. <laughs> oh my oh, god, I oh, hate you for making no, me remember I, that. I don't <laughs> ever think about Now You See the Now You See Me franchise because of that long form rant that. Um, What's his name from Rick and Morty uh, did? Oh, shit. Uh, the showrunner. One of the showrunners from Rick and Morty. Uh, Dan, Dan Harmon? Dan, yeah, Dan Harmon. Oh, Dan Harmon's just great about it. He he, he, he he did this whole thing about how, why do they call the sequel? Now you don't! Um, <laughs> uh, I will say that as bad as that wig is, and as much as it was silly, I'm actually looking forward to him playing the bad guy just because... He's always interesting in movies. Even if the movie is bad, he's fun. My biggest issue with that scene is, and I think I said it to Chris, was like, I can't tell if they are self-aware about how stupid this feels right now, and that's why it's him, or if they actually think that this is exactly what everybody wanted after you failed to really deliver a villain and a solid plot for this whole movie. The last thing I want to see in another Venom movie is two symbiotes endlessly fighting each other again. It has a real fucking attitude to it, though. That was what I was was saying on the way out of the theater. I was like, wait a minute. So the next movie is just going to be another slightly differently colored symbiote fighting Venom? Like, because those are... Those are those are all the Venom characters. Uh, I'd say is that Sony does have the rights to pretty much all Spider-Man's villains. So if they want to do Venom takes on the Sinister Six, I would be all for oh, that. That actually sounds like could be. Oh, I do. JC, you said there was a second uh, post credits yeah, uh, I did not see. Yeah, it's at the very end of the credits, and the credits here are super long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the credits are funny because you know how the it's usually after the music portion of the credits is when another scene comes in. Um, they. The credits get mentioned to a portion of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and, and I heard people going, like, when did they play music from that movie? And then, boom, right into uh, the final cutscene, uh, the final teaser, which is uh, basically a cutscene from Into the Spider-Verse. Oh. You see which Miles, I can't wait for. Yes. Yeah, it looked really fun. You see Miles Morales uh, escaping the police, running all through the city. Doesn't quite have webbing, but he's, like, super agile, and, and he gets away from the police, and there's a... Uh, a cemetery that's got a Peter Parker tombstone, and he's basically apologizing, saying he can't do this, he's not capable of it, and hmm. then Peter Parker comes up from behind him and startles him. Tickle! Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Peter Parker falls down, he gets knocked out, and the police are still chasing him, so it's kind of a funny scene where Miles Morales grabs Peter Parker's unconscious hand and, like, uh, whips uh, some ve- uh, webbing in a train, and then they're like, being dragged by a train across all of New York City. And it's pretty funny because you hear the the cops and the, the the police scanner go, there's a small child dragging a homeless corpse across. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I look forward to that being very funny because it's still Lord it's, and Chris Miller. It's, so. it's super funny. Just to clarify, yeah. so separate into the Spider-Verse, which I'm actually super excited for. Love the Lord and Chris Miller. The second post credit scene to this movie was a trailer for a movie in a different filmic universe. Yeah, it basically... Yeah, it, it, that's it, stupid. It, yeah. it, start, it starts off before it goes, meanwhile, in another spot, in another universe, and then it goes... Okay. It's, it's, uh, they have stated their goal is to, like, they want to set up the parallel universes thing, like there is an ultimate universe, yeah. but they figured they're going to start off with this animated thing, see how it goes, and they said we would love to eventually do the thing where those characters end up merging 
into the primary universe. So I, Miles Morales is they end up casting him as a live action actor in, in the in, in the MCU in, proper. As I say, in MCU, MCU or in MCU. in the Sony's Sony villains of Spider Man, they can't, they still can't. Do <laughs> because <stuff>. again, <laughs> I'm not hearing anything related to Sony's actual filmic universe, yeah. which is what we just saw. I have a feeling Sony is is going to probably uh, like split the difference and sell a lot of that stuff back to Marvel for some sort of exclusive rights to develop all video games for the next. Oh, is, is yeah. the Spider Verse MCU? I didn't. Uh, they're they're saying right now it could be. Oh, okay. oh. Same way they are with Venom. Like, well, we're not like saying it is. Universes, so I guess like, yeah. could, Look, if they want to bring Tom Hardy into the MCU, just himself and ignore the rest of this plot, I'm good with that. You know what? Yes, please. I, I, I would legitimately work. be okay with this being a low-key backdoor pilot for like the Venom origin story, and then they just show up and never mention anything in the Venom movie, but he's just in the new Spider-Man movie or something like that. I would be okay with that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think we'll take what we can get. Ah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs>